Hey, well, I just want to give a big shout out, and I want to recognize all the single moms, all the foster moms, all the mentor moms, all the adoptive moms, all the grandmoms, great-grandmoms, and the moms. Can we give it up for all the mothers here today? Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. We got, we got a lively drive-in church. Have you noticed that? They are lively out there. I love it. So, hey, I also want to acknowledge this. I also want to acknowledge this. Is it, It's fun to be here. We love that we're, ha- we're here today. But I want, to, I want to acknowledge this, and that is that Mother's Day can also be hard. We need, to, we need to recognize that, that Mother's Day can also be hard. And it's hard because sometimes there may be women here who your dream of starting a family has been put on hold put on hold for a whole lot of different reasons. There's others that uh, you think of Mother's Day and the mother and the kids that you don't have for different reasons, perhaps miscarriage or a, a child has died or whatever. So it's hard. It's hard because there are mothers that are sick and mothers that are gone. And there are mothers that have memory issues, maybe don't even recognize who you are. So we've lost mothers. And so Mother's Day can remind us of memories that are realities that is painful or the relate or the relationship you dreamed of having with your mother that never came to realization that never came to expression and so we can we can celebrate on one hand and mourn on the other i just want to acknowledge that reality this morning and i have a little devotional to share with you it's going to be just a couple few minutes and then we're going to have some of you come up and talk about mother's day so it's going to be awesome but i want to share with you a scripture from second timothy chapter 1 verse 5 that says this, for I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm sure that it's in you as well. So Paul here in in prison writes to Timothy and recognizes something about his young protege that he's been mentoring and coaching uh, his whole life. And he recognizes that there's a faith inside him that it's just not any kind of faith, though. He says it is a sincere faith that was in his grandmother and his mother and now is in him. It was a sincere faith because it wasn't like phony. It wasn't acting. It wasn't this show. It wasn't a sham. It was genuine. It was authentic. It was real. There was no pretense. There was no deceit. Uh, he was not, hypo- not hypocritical in any way, a sincere faith. And so there was something about the faith of the grandmother and the mother that was inescapable. I just wanted to, to see that, inescapable, that Timothy, that faith ended up inside of him. So I just want to say this, to the grandmothers, your work is not done. To the mothers, your work is not done. Never underestimate the power of the example of your sincere faith. So this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to hear from a few different people about sharing their story, about their Mother's Day story. And so first of all, I'm going to ask Jaden and Janae right here. Jaden and Janae, give it up for Jaden and Janae, would you? So they are fantastic young 17-year-olds going to college. They work down there at the Camp Sanctuary. They lead worship here on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights and Sunday mornings. They're involved in youth group, and they're great young women. And I'm so proud of you, and I'm so, I'm so blessed to be a part of the church that you're at. You've blessed me since the day you came. Since the day you came, you've blessed me. So I just need you to know, 
Jaden and Janae, that I personally am grateful for you. I, from the bottom of my heart, I'm grateful for you. So would you share about your mom, Beth Kim? Where's Beth Kim? Is she here? This, this, did Beth, is she saying for the second? So Beth Kim, I also want to affirm Beth Kim, that she is a great and godly woman, one of the great women I have ever known, who I admired from a distance until I got to know you. So Beth Kim, you raised two great daughters. I made it through what I said first service without crying, so we'll see if that's the goal this time. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so my mom is beautiful and brave. She's encouraging. She is trustworthy, and she is honest. These are some words that describe her, but above all else, my mom is God-fearing. God takes precedence and priority in her life, and that not only shows in the way she lives her life, that shows in the way she parents us, that shows in the way she loves my dad— Two years ago, when she battled cancer, she would always tell me, Jaden, I'll be okay. God's got me. And while that was something that was hard for me to hold on to, my mom never let go of that. And she sits here today, having beaten cancer, with an even firmer belief in that statement. My mom is a rock and a stronghold that I can go to when I seek comfort. Never does her advice lack biblical backing. She'll tell me, stand firm in your convictions, remember what you believe. Something once that she told me that I'll never forget is that my Bible is God's love letter to me. And in a similar way, the things she says to me are her love letter to me. And in a way, Mom, this is my love letter to you. Whatever this world takes us, wherever we go, no matter how many cornfields there are between us, you'll always be my rock. Strong, loving, kind, compassionate, gentle, forgiving, and the list could go on, but I'll end with this verse. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us, unto him be the glory. For 17 years, God has gifted me with a mom who is exceedingly more than I could ask for. Here's to many more. I'm going to try to keep it together this service because I lost it for service and it was terrible. So sorry, but just be thankful you didn't have to do that. Okay, so 17 years ago, we were born and by the grace of God and the grace of adoption, we went home with John and Beth Kim. And six months later, we, were, we legally became their daughters. And um, I, I always say this, I remember, I don't remember I was six months old. I remember looking at pictures of us from that day. And mom had dressed us in these cute little matching blue dresses. And after that, she had dressed us up. Anytime we'd go out together, we'd be in matching outfits because um, we're twins. So it was kind of fun. And one year we went to the Holland Festival. And for some reason we were purple, which I don't think is a very Dutch color, but whatever. We were dark purple and we matched again. And dad that year had to match with us and wear purple. And it was great because those pictures are so cute because we're matching with dad too and um we matched like all the time when we would go out together and I don't think I ever really appreciated that effort that our mom put into um, matching outfits for both of us until I'm running late for school and I can't seem to find anything cute to wear and um it takes a lot of effort to do that for both of us all the time but on a serious note when I think of my mom I think of strength and of grace and the embodiment of what a godly woman should look like for the last Six to seven years, she has gone through the Bible um, in a year, every single year. And each year, she um, just grabs a paperback Bible in different versions, and um, she writes little notes 
to certain people. So like sometimes she'll do it just for her. Sometimes she'll do it. Um, Jaden has one. I have one. Um, and then she wrote one. I think the latest one was for um, our niece and her granddaughter, Aubrey. And um, I think that that just shows how humble my mom is because she could just like take this time to just get that knowledge for herself and not share it with anyone. But she always does that. She always shares everything that she learns. Um, we read the Bible every night at dinner. And sometimes she'll be reading the same thing we do. And she'll, she'll let us know, and she'll let us know, like, what stuck out to her. And it's so fun because it's just, like, the little bits of knowledge that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. And um, that Bible that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. Um, you've taught me so much, Mom, about just um, how to overcome whatever life throws at me and to do it with our hands up and surrender as well. Um, a funny kind of story, I guess. I remember when I was younger and I would tell kids I was adopted, and they would tell me that I'm sorry. And I'm like, What? And I don't think they really understood what that meant, but that's okay. Um, and one of my friends, I don't remember who, one of my friends was like, why don't you just tell them, why are you sorry? My parents picked me, yours got stuck with you. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because I think I told one kid that and like it really, I don't know, but it was really funny. And I thought it was so awesome because in a sense, my parents, our parents really did pick us. They prayed for us, um, specifically twin girls for like three years and then um, they almost got twin boys, and that fell through, and then a couple months later, they actually did get twin girls, and although they did pray for us, I don't think they really knew what they were asking for when they signed up, so yeah. Um, people tell me a lot that I look like my mom, and when I was younger, I'd always be like, that's so weird because I'm adopted. Obviously, I don't look like my mom, but um, now that I'm older, it means so much to me because I have such a pretty mom, and I take it as a very, very high compliment. So I'm gonna leave you with this, another funny story, sorry. <laughs> um, so me and my best friend Jolie have a saying that we say to each other whenever a good thing happens in our life. We always look at each other, we're like blessed and highly favored. And in a way, um, that's kind of a joke me and her say, but in a way, I'm very serious about being blessed and highly favored because I got Beth Kim as a mom. So I love you, mom, and I made it through without crying. Let's go. <laughs> um, happy Mother's Day to all you beautiful mothers. I love all of you. Hey, Jaden and Janae, give it up for them. Come on. <laughs> so great. The next person that's going to come and share is Jackie Land. And Jackie Land is a very special woman, very godly woman. I admire you, Jackie. I've known you since you were a teenager. And your mom is here, and you're going to talk about what it means to have a mom like you do. I want to acknowledge Jack. She's a leader in the women's ministry. She raised two great children in uh, Harrison, who is the tall worship leader here. Put your hand up there, Harrison. We see him. And also Hollyanna, who's a great young woman and mentors and works with youth. So she has two children that are just beautiful. Uh, husband Keith, great man, great family. You've blessed the church. You've blessed me. Jackie, would you come and share on Mother's Day? Give it up for Jackie. Well, it's been said that there is no love on earth as potent and enduring as a mother's love for her child. And I believe that because that's what I experienced. And along with that love, the thing that sets my mom apart is her joy. The joy of the Lord flows 
from my mom's life. She's young at heart. We have lots of fun and we do a lot of laughing. And as you know, the word joy is spelled J-O-Y. And from watching my mom, I learned that J stands for Jesus first. O stands for others second. And Y stands for yourself third. So J, Jesus first. Mom taught me to put Jesus first always. She's a believer, and she knows that in his presence, there's fullness of joy. So she had me in Sunday school. She had me in youth group. She sent me to church camp. She immersed me in biblical teaching, and for that, I am most grateful. Because as a little girl, I asked Jesus into my heart, and on that day, I received the hope of heaven, and I received that joy that mom had, and I have purpose every day of my life. And when the storms of life come, mom showed me where to find refuge. One of mom's favorite verses is Psalm 91.4, he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings we will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your buckler. And when dad left, there was no place I'd rather be than with my mom under the wings of Jesus. So the O stands for others first. My mom loves people. And she has a heart for the elderly and the sick and the lonely. And she would take me to visit people in the hospital, in the nursing home, or we would just go and spend the afternoon at, a, at someone's house that was lonely. And I wasn't always real excited to do that. I mean, hospitals are scary. Nursing homes are stinky. Come on. And spending the day at a lonely old lady's house, that wasn't very much fun. But when I would complain, my mom always told me the same thing. We have to think about how they feel. And that stuck with me through adulthood. When it's not fun to give that homeless person something to eat, or I feel like I don't have time to make a pot of, of soup for that sick person, mom's words come back to me. We have to think about how they feel. Jesus said, do nothing out of selfish ambition, but in humility, consider others more important than yourselves. Now, one of my favorite memories as a child was when my mom, she would put her to-do list aside in the evenings, and she would rock me in her rocking chair. And it seems like such a simple thing, but her sacrifice of time and the comfort 
of her warm embrace was such a gift. And I love how moms leave a lasting legacy. Mom rocked me, and I rocked my kids. And now that my kids are grown and Harrison is way too tall, that rocking chair sits in my counseling office at work. And I work with homeless kids and foster kids. And I use that rocking chair when those kids need a touch from mom. And what a blessing it is today to see my mom as grandma in my kids' lives. My mom recently went to the taping of The Price is Right. And she got picked first because of her vibrant personality, of course. And she won an electric guitar. (laughs) It looks like one that Slash would own. It's black with jagged edges. And she knew when she was on that Price is Right stage exactly who she was going to give that guitar to. That would be Harrison. And it was so funny because Drew Carey was looking into the camera. He was trying to go to commercial break. And Grandma was over here jumping up and down. My grandson plays guitar. He's going to love this. (laughs) And then my daughter. She recently graduated from college. And when, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And when she opened her gift from Grandma, She said, oh, Grandma, you got me a ring, just like your wedding ring. We match. And she looked down at Grandma's finger, and Grandma's finger was bare. Tears started to flow from Hollyanna's face. said, oh, Grandma, it's your wedding ring. I don't think she's taken that wedding ring off since. My mom told me, well, I'd rather see her enjoy it now before I'm dead. So mom agrees with Jesus that it's more blessed to give than receive. So the Y stands for yourself third. And even though mom taught me to put myself third, she always valued me. She spoke words of life and encouragement to me. I hear the words, I love you, every time I talk to my mom. And when I have a problem, she prays for me right then and there, whether it's over the phone or in the aisle at Stater Brothers. You know those annoying people that block the aisle? And after she prays for me, she says, Jackie, I know you're going to make the right decision. And if somebody hurts me, she says, oh, I feel sorry for them. They're messing with God's anointed one. Hebrews 3.13 says, exhort one another daily. Lift them up. And that's what my mom has done for me. So... 
as mom raised me and taught me to put Jesus first, others second, and myself third, she truly has shaped me into the woman that I am today. And do I always get it right? My husband's here today. You can ask him. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't. Sometimes I get it totally flipped around. And you know, as I was preparing for today, I thought about how us moms, we, we have a tendency to um, put ourselves down and feel, you know, I'm falling short. And when our kids mess up, we think, what did I do wrong? And this is what God wants me to share with you today. He says, mamas, do your best and let me do the rest. I've got you. I'm your helper. And it's the teamwork. Like Pastor Rod talked about last week, make every effort. And then he joins us, and it's a team. And what God wants me to tell you, this is right from the heart of the Father. I'm your helper. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So in closing, my mom was the maid of honor in my wedding. And I remember she was, she was praying, I don't want to cry. Lord, don't help me. Help me not to cry. Help me not to cry. And she looked up at the, the um, best man who was a big, burly football player, and he was sobbing. And she's like, oh, gosh, don't look at him. Don't look at him. (laughs) But she was so beautiful walking down that aisle. And she walked down to these song lyrics. And mom, if if I can have you stand. Because those words, those lyrics, 30 years ago, mean the same today. And they are, did you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything I wish I could be. And I can fly higher than an eagle because you, Mom, are the wind beneath my wings. It was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you, Jackie. So, our next uh, one that we're going to hear from is Taps. For those of you that don't know Taps, Taps is the sweet psalmist of sanctuary. He's a sweet psalmist of sanctuary. And um, he came here from Zimbabwe, from a, a couple orphanages. And um, when he first got here, he was trying to take in American culture and trying to figure it out. It was fast and furious. And he ended up at someone's house. And I got a, a text this week about what happened when he arrived. And here's what it says. I wrote, this is from his adopted, uh, uh, an adopted family member says this. I remember the sweetest story about Taps. 
I took him to a large women's Bible study with Greg Glory's wife. And he sang and gave his testimony. And all the women were so moved by his beautiful voice and his story that they loved on him and they hugged him and kissed him. And they didn't want to let him go. And when he got into the car, he was beaming with delight from all the attention. And as we pulled out to go home, he said, Kenad, those ladies were hugging and loving on me. So is that what mothers do? I just started crying and said, yes, that's what mothers do. And your mother would be doing the same thing to you because she would love you and adore you. And she would be so proud of you. So Taps is here to share his story. When I turned 30, I was like, how did I get so emotional? I was rugged and rough in my 20s. <laughs> Guess I let that all go. <laughs> but um, I'm the product of so many mothers who've shaped me to be the person that I am today. Uh, the first mothers I remember are the mothers who took me at the children's home and who took care of me when they found me at the doorstep at two days old and they rocked me and they gave me all the love that they could at the time. And the second set of mothers is at my church, old church in Zimbabwe. See, God knew that the journey ahead would be long and it would be arduous and sometimes it would test. And for a young boy growing up, I know our fathers are important in our lives, but our mothers are just equally as important. And he knew that I would need a mother's love at some point in my life. And so the church rallied around me and loved on me. And then the third set is here in the U.S. Uh, Kenton Bishaw's sister uh, adopted me into the family. And... Um, it was the first time in my life that I felt someone fight for me, like really go to war for me. Um, she, Jean, my uncle who passed away a couple of years ago, told me a story. He said, you know what your mother did? She got all of us together, the whole family, and she sat us all down. And she said, David and I have decided that we're going to adopt Taps. And what that means, he's going to come to every Christmas party He's going to be at every holiday, and he's going to be in every family picture. <laughs> and she said, she said, and we want you to know if anybody, if any of you have a problem with that, we will choose taps over you. And so she goes to war for me. And I just have to say it because she's here today. Uh, Dr. Collins' wife, I was joking with her yesterday, but he's been the father that I never had as well, but she's been the mom that I never had. And Garrett was on the phone last night, and I said, when you come home, don't touch any of my stuff, because I've taken over his room. <laughs> and I said, so I'm the third child. I said, we're slowly pushing out so you don't feel the sting. <laughs> but... 
you have been an example just of how you love on me at the house and even Kali Seacrest. The Seacrest have been with me from day one. These are just a few people. And then Sanctuary Church as a whole, I step out there. And when I go home every Sunday, I'm filled with so much motherly love that I could have never experienced. And what's more important for me is how you've adopted all the children back in Zimbabwe. All the mothers, even though they've never met you personally, even those in your cars. What you have done is you've made children who don't feel like they have a footing, who don't feel like they belong. We know what a mother's love feels like. And this morning, I never thought in my life that I would ever be able to speak on a mother's love because I'd never experienced it. But God knew all along that he would bring Sanctuary Church into my life and all the mothers in this room. So I want to say thank you for loving on me. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much. And God bless you. Such a beautiful story, really, how God works. We have one more person that's going to share. And um, so my own story is... uh, my mother was bipolar and alcoholic, so I never had a mom. I never, what Taz was talking about, I, I never knew what that was like. It was just so dysfunctional my whole life. So God brought women into my life that were like mothers to me. And I always wanted better for my own sons. I always wanted better when I had children. I didn't want them to experience what I experienced, and so... Um, I'm so grateful for my own wife that's love for her sons is so ferocious. And like, like Taps talked about, so ferocious. And I'm um, so grateful for that, Kirsten. And I asked my youngest son, Jordan, if he would come and talk about his mother. Would you come, Jordan? got me uh, super emotional right before I came up here, so that's great. Well, I'm Jordan, your favorite pastor's kid. I'm going to speak about my mom today. So, um, these are some things I'd like to share about what makes my mom so great. Um, My mother is someone who loves me very, very much. As you heard my dad say, she loves us all very ferociously. That is, it couldn't be more true. Um, I am blessed by her kindness and thoughtfulness every single day. Um, She's texting me and calling me so much every day, just wanting to know what I'm up to every day at school. And sometimes I get a little annoyed by it, but that's okay. Got to be honest. (laughs) Um, My mom is one of my best friends, and I cherish spending time with her whenever I can. My mom is someone that would come down in a heartbeat if I just sent her a text and was like, hey, you want to get some coffee? She would drive down to San Diego, like right on that beat. And that's just something I really appreciate. And I think that's a testimony to how much she loves spending time with us. Um, One of my favorite things about my mom is that I can be extremely honest with her in conversation. And she'll always give me great insight and wisdom. Um, Mothers are always great for giving you good advice, and my mom is someone that does that for me, and I think she's led me in a very good direction and made me who I am today. 
Um, I always feel a sense of peace when I'm with my mom, and she brings me so much joy and laughter. Uh, I love just hanging out with my mom. Like I said, she's one of my best friends, and I really do just genuinely enjoy spending time with her and laughing with her and getting breakfast or coffee with her. It's like some of my favorite time I've had with her. Um, what I appreciate about my mom is she really wants the best for me and is always putting me first and helping me become the best version of myself. Um, I love my mom because she is sweet and loving to everyone and loving to everyone she meets and I really think she brings the best out of people. Um, whenever she comes down and visits me at school, she always loves to take all of my friends out to lunch and dinner. So we'll have like 20, 30 kids coming to lunch with us and then we'll be walking on the way out to our car and it'll be like a stranger that I don't know but one of my friends knows and my mom's like yeah come along with us and I'm like I don't know who this is but you know like so she's kind of coming along and um so I, I kind of joke around like she's like a universal mom like everybody she's like a mother too which is great um yeah and so my mom is very special to me and I'm so thankful to have her in my life she blesses me unconditionally, and even when I don't deserve it. She's a big part of who I am today, and she will continue to be one of my best friends. Thank you for being such a loving, caring, supportive, generous, selfless, and incredible mother. I love you. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Kirsten, for loving Jordan, loving Forrest, and loving Garrett, and I love you. Just bow your heads and position yourself to receive this blessing. We want to pray God's blessing all, over all of you, especially uh, the daughters of the Most High God, the mothers that are here. So position yourself to receive this blessing. Father, see your children and your daughters. Uh, we lift them up to you, God, and we ask your blessing upon them. We ask your hand upon them. Father, we ask that your favor would come to its fullest expression in their lives. Father, we ask that you would meet them in their moments of weakness, their moments when they're crying out to you. Father, I pray that you would strengthen them for this good work. Father, to be the mother they need to be, to fulfill the calling they need to be, to be the wives they need to be, to walk alone perhaps as they need to. But Father, we pray that you would strengthen them in this moment that they would sense the, the hand of God upon their lives. And Father, we give them to you. We lift them up to you. We pray that you would bless them and that you would do this and you would do far more. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.